because I just ate a lot of food. And it was really good. Oh, it was good indeed, Anthony. It was good. Today's episode... Of Sports and Spaghetti. I forgot to do the intro. <laughs> this is the intro! But I didn't introduce ourselves. I'm Anthony. That's Chris. Yeah. It's the flu game. It's the flu game. For for Chris. I don't have the flu. Uh, I, I'm, I'm recovering... From about with strep throat. So if I don't talk as much today. You're welcome. I, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, but I probably will talk as much today. But I might I might sound a little bit like a pirate. And that's not intentional this time. Yeah. No. We had uh, we had some good times. We're going to call this. Uh, we're going to call this one. Sabby's Choice. And strep to strepla. Strepla. Streptococcus. Because we decided on some nice pasta. This evening, this very fine Saturday evening. Wow, what a what a dinner that was, Anthony! It, it, it was an audible. We were up in the air with what to make. Um, I couldn't. Ha- I didn't want anything acidic because I've got the reflux going on with this antibiotic. I sound like I'm 87 <laughs> years old. Um, I, um, you know, the mouse. The mouse didn't want cacio e pepe because she doesn't like the pepe. Um, she likes the cacio though. Um, you know, and she just wasn't feeling, uh, anything in particular. She didn't know what she wanted. Um, but Anthony was like, let's, let's do this Tuscan chicken. Okay. Back against the wall. You picked the cream sauce. We picked the cream sauce. And that's a very rare, rare thing for me to do because I've gone on record, uh, by saying, uh, that I'm not a big connoisseur of A cream sauce. Oh, I thought you were just going to say cream. <laughs> I, I tell you what. I'm not a cream well, connoisseur. And if I ever have coffee, I don't have cream in it. So I'm not a big cream guy. Not big on the cream. Um, but what I tell you is this. Every dish that you've cooked, because they've all been your dishes. Notice how none of mine are cream sauces. I, I like more of the le- the fresh, like the lemon sauce. Yep. Uh, yep. The, uh, the, the olive oil and garlic. Like I like the, the clean sauces. The cream sauces are a little bit muddy, but you make them amazing. All three that we've done have been yours. I hope I'm talking loud enough because I've gotten complaints. Um, uh, shame on you. I have, I have strep and I'm trying to scream. You don't You don't have to scream. Just no. sit closer. <laughs> That's a shame on all the viewers. We'll just share this mic. Shame. Um, <laughs> we'll share the mic all right. You're going to get strep. I am past the window, by the way, of, of contagion. Um at any event, the cream sauce with this Tuscan chicken was absolutely outstanding. It turned out to be, I think, maybe the three best things we've made have been all the cream dishes. No, I'm not, <laughs> yeah, no. I'm not even honestly, lying. Honestly, but see, my secret, with my, my cream secret, is um, a lot of water. No, <laughs> stay hydrated. <laughs> no, no. The <laughs> he just squeaked. Oh, oh very boy. squeaky today. Uh, no, no, my, my secret with all these sauces is you don't want to make them too heavy because then it gets overbearing. You almost want it to, you want it to drip off the pasta. You don't want it to soak everything up. You don't want there to be extra sauce left over. So this one was super easy. Um, Tuscan pasta from Tuscany, not Tuscan as in Tuscan Raiders and star Wars. Um, but so what we did here is we took some, uh, olive oil, a little bit of garlic, the usual suspects, you know, throw that in there. Um, 
We we went out of our comfort zone a little bit. We got some sun dried tomatoes. Shout yeah. out shout out to the 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 dude at uh, Shoprite who helped me find uh-huh. them because I was lost. Um, but we got some sun dried tomatoes. And you're gonna get the ones not in uh, not in oil, no oil. Um, and then you're gonna throw those in the throw those in the pan with the garlic and a little bit of olive oil. And you're gonna get the uh, you're gonna soften them up, get some good flavor on those. And then uh, after that. We are going to take uh, as much spinach as you guys like. Um, I'm a big spinach guy. I know Chris isn't a big cooked spinach guy. Right. Um, so I just took the entire, I just bought a thing of baby spinach, just threw the whole thing in, because you know how spinach wilts. But uh, And it was not It was not too much. No. It looks like too much at first, but of, it, it cooks of course. way down. It wilts. And I'll tell you what, it really adds a nice, healthy uh, option in there, especially if you if you're looking for a way to get some kind of greens in there. Yeah. So my biggest thing is, um, I don't know if this has been said on the pod before, but I'm really afraid of Chris's mouse. Um, she abuses me on the side. No, no, <laughs> no, no. She's, 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 this has been well documented <laughs> across the, across the, the atmosphere. She's, she's the best. But, um, the recipe I actually found said, if you're looking for something less creamy, um, you could use almond milk. I didn't want to, throw the surprise and be like, Hey guys, this was almond milk. Um, so I kind of just stuck true blue with a little bit of the heavy cream, but it wasn't as much as you would have thought. Um, no, because like you said, Ant, the sauce was not, and this is my problem with restaurant Alfredo or carbonara or, or I mean like cheesecake factory does Tuscan everything, right? Mm-hmm. They try to be Italian and they're not, um, Everything at a restaurant that I've had, and maybe I've been to the wrong ones, and I just don't order cream sauce dishes at restaurants, but they're all so thick. They're goopy, and uh, not even to sound nasty or innuendo. Like, they're, it's like clinging to the pasta yeah. and goopy, so that when you take a forkful, when you twirl the fork around in the linguine or whatever pasta you're doing, we did the rigatones uh, today, it's like a mouthful of sauce with some pasta. Yeah. So my and, whole my whole thing too is I don't want to cut you off, but no, when no. I when I make creamy dishes, um, my goal is if you were to have leftovers and heat it up, I don't want it to just be oil left over on pasta. Like if you ever go to Olive Garden and you heat up their leftover um, fettuccine alfredo, oh, it's literally it's like example. it's just it's just oil on macaroni. So everything I've done with cream sauce. You heat it up and it's still, obviously it's not going to be exactly the same because you're putting in the microwave. But Right, a cream sauce is good on demand. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's close. It's not just oil. It's, I mean, you could eat it again, which is my thing. Like I said, I want to keep it light. I didn't use a lot of olive oil. I didn't use a lot of cream and it was just a little bit of cheese. But I think it was, I think the moisture that was given out by the spinach, the moisture that was, you know... I guess, well, it wasn't really given out by the, the garlic, but given out by the garlic. I think that lightened it up a lot. I, you can't understate the spinach in the role it plays in making that not become that goopy, clumpy mess. Mm-hmm. Because of all the moisture, it's almost all water. That's why when you wilt it, it you know, mm-hmm. it, it becomes almost nothing. Yeah. Every recipe, I'll give you another hint. Here's, uh, here's culinary tips with a nasty here. Mm. Uh, any recipe that calls for you putting spinach in after you do all of the sauteing of the vegetables, don't do that. That's why people don't like spinach because that's the spinach that is not fully cooked and it's going to be stringy and it's going to be hard. You almost want your spinach 
Now, shout out Chef Scotty. When I used to work, um, he was our chef at the restaurant I worked at. Um, his spinach was the best. It was literally just garlic, and uh, he was garlic, lemon, a little bit of salt. But he cooked it down to almost, like, nothing. And that was, it was why it was so good. Because it was, you could, it, it sounds weird, but, like, you can taste the minerals given to you by the uh, the spinach. Well, I could almost get that from tonight. Exactly. Because... That's, yeah. It was like all of the health benefits, but not the stringiness that you're talking about. And that's the, the turnoff for me with the cooked spinach. That you hit the nail on the head. It's exactly why I'm one of those people. Mm-hmm. There are those like you that love it. There are those like me that are like, no, I would not go near it because it looks gross and it's stringy. That was not stringy. And that was what I was going to say a few minutes ago. I There's a dog at the door. That's right, Benjamin. Um, I think... It was it was almost as if it wasn't there, but when you got a bite with spinach in it tonight, it did enrich it. It 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 gave it that minerally almost mm-hmm. that earthiness yeah. from spinach, and that's why I love a baby spinach salad. I love baby spinach mm-hmm. salad. Uh, whenever I make salad for Melissa and I, that's what I do. I think it was a great addition, and I'm glad we went with putting it in. I'm glad we went with putting the sun-dried tomatoes Yeah, I'm, uh, in. It's well documented. I'm very against tomatoes. I don't mind sun-dried tomatoes just because I think it goes with my tism, my touch of the tism. <laughs> I just don't like the texture of tomatoes. I don't like, like, the thought of a cherry tomato bursting in my mouth literally makes me want to vomit on I'm, spot. I'm on board I can't with you. do it. I can do cooked tomatoes until the cows come <laughs> home, Anthony. Yeah. It's two weeks in a row with that reference. <laughs> if you know that one, you know that one. Of course. Um, But I agree with you. I'm not a big tomato guy, but I'll tell you what. When the sun-dried tomato, it, it's not it's not the same. I don't like the flavor of a fresh tomato. But no. this was not that. It had that. Baked in almost yeah. flavor. Yeah, very so, good. So sports and spaghetti pod, well documented. If we like our tomatoes, we need to shave them dry. Uh, <laughs> ah, that, one. that was good. <laughs> um, no, so now this is can can be done with just normal pasta. But Chris, um, as I was running out to go to the store to get the ingredients we didn't have, um, we decided to throw some chicken in it for a little bit of protein. Yes. And um, this was the big. This was the biggest like just throw it together and it was the best chicken we've had like i can only imagine putting it on the like, i know my grill. i was thinking oh, the whole my God. time so we baked it right because i don't i don't have a grill that works um what the coolest thing was ant was literally about to go out the door to the to the grocery store to get the spinach that we needed and the and the sun dried tomatoes i do not sun dry my own tomatoes i would love to but I, uh, it is it is Who's may got the time? it's may I have tomato plants in the car that are going to go in the ground tomorrow, but they're not ready yet. Anyhow, he goes, I'm, I'm like, Aunt, what do I do? What, what should I do with this chicken? I, I, I had a down day today. I had the reflux. It was a messy day. I'm feeling way better now. Because you I, finally ate. I finally yeah. ate something. I didn't want to eat all day because I had the reflux. It was a mess. Anyway, <laughs> excuse me. I asked him, what do I do with this chicken? He goes, just give it a little bathy. Right? We always talk about giving the chicken a bathy. Uh, the best chicken we make has a has a bathy first. Always. Um, you got to give it a bathy. So he goes, just do olive oil, do salt, do pepper, um, do some garlic powder, and um, and 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 Italian some Italian seasoning. seasoning. So I did all of that. I literally just threw in stuff, all that. I also threw in. I have this chicken and veggie marinade or, or seasoning. I forget the brand. It's one of the expensive McCormick. ones in the store. 
It's not McCormick, but it's quality. It's good quality. I sprinkled a little bit of that, and I put it on a lot of chicken. Mm -hmm. It's just good. It's like good savory stuff. And then I put a little squeeze of lemon juice in. Um, mixed all the chicken up. Let it sit for, what, 20, 25 minutes? It, it, some people say do it for a few hours or overnight. 25 minutes. Yeah. I literally put it on the parchment, on the baking sheet, put a little pat of butter uh, on on top of each piece just to keep it moist while it cooked in the oven because chicken dries out so fast in the oven. Threw it in there for, for I don't even know how long, uh, 20 minutes? Yeah, it was 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it was done at the same time as the pasta, uh, and it was really good. So I have to say, man, if if – out of all of the episodes you've listened to, I definitely think this is the one. If you want to try anything, try this one. Literally. It's um, literally what we just said. And it was, I mean, and it was too, it was, we put the whole thing together before the mouse got home from work. Yeah, it, not only was it quick, and our dinners are not usually quick, because we usually do something super homemade. Yeah, it's Saturday. Like I said, I wasn't all myself today. My mouse had to work today. She got home, you know, a little bit before eight, had to feed Sabrina, so we didn't have a lot of time. We do. We turned out one of the best dinners we've made in what is this our twelfth episode? Yeah, twelve out of twelve uh, weeks. Twelve weeks. This is the best one I think that we've made uh, with with what we were given for time constraints and and like yeah. in every all that. so you, every episode is either is either an episode of. Uh, it's either it's either something on Food Network or it's chopped. Today was a chopped episode. You got twenty minutes. Do something. Um, so I I mean I like that one a lot. And uh, I think it was good because because uh, our guest our guest here hi hi Sabby liked this one and Sabby usually does not she like. She ate it so much that she, she just did. pooped her pants. Hello. I think she's continuing to poop. Say hello. Say hello. Hi. There's it's my the mouse. mouse. It's the debut of my mouse. What are you doing? Oh, Sabrina closed her out. All right, it's a Sabrina pod now. Sab, Sabrina. you got anything to say? She says, yes, I got to go get my diaper changed. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> she said, open. She said, oh, cream sauce, Dad, thanks. <laughs> hey, she loved it. She did. Which, another a testament to how good it was for the first time in 12 weeks, because Sabrina's been present for, oh, I think, all but one of them. Yeah, That I, two, I came yeah. up and did. Uh, it was the I think it was the one right after the wedding. That was the one. That was up. the outside one. Yeah, that was an one. Oh, Greek. Was uh, that us. was. We didn't even cook. That was uh, my Easter episode. That was the Easter one. Yep. And so, uh, and that was with Benny and everything. Yep. Uh, but anyway, she ate an entire bowl of it, including the chicken. Including the chicken, which was uh, baked chicken with a, a heavy sauce. I was flabbergasted. She loved it. There's a there's your there's your stamp of approval. There's your right stamp there. of approval, the savvy stamp. And now I know you're listening, cousin Deb. I'm gonna task you. You know how I mentioned almond milk. Uh, for those of you listening that don't know my cousin Deb, which is most of you, um, she is. I want to say a vegan. I know she's definitely a vegetarian, but I think she's a vegan. She's not an annoying vegan. She's a cool vegan. But um, this is my. This is my test to you, cousin Deb. I want you to make this uh, this exact dish. No chicken, but I want you to make it with the almond milk and get back to me and let me know how it was. Oh, I, I would be willing to try that. So I, you know. So that is my that is my uh, that is my my goal my mission for you. 
for you, Deb. I'd be interested to see if she could get the sauce to be as thick with almond milk because, I mean, we use heavy cream, which is substantially thicker than regular milk. milk. Yeah. Or ain't even regular cow's milk. Yeah. Uh, that'll be interesting. No, it might, I mean, we, we ought to do one. That we do, like, a vegan dish. Oh, we've been trying to. I just haven't found anything that I want. Like, we'll do it eventually because she requested and it. And it's not just salad. We won't just do a salad. No, no we're we'll going to do, do something, something cool. We'll do something cool. Yeah. Very but, good. Yeah. So, again, that was quick, easy. This is, you know, if you get home from practice or if you get home from your job and you it's just want to throw something dinner, together, this is a that, weeknight That dinner. is a weeknight meal. You could have the whole thing done in less than forty-five minutes. Yeah, and I think that the, the, sings my name, man. The longest, the longest process was uh, making the pasta. Right, it was literally waiting for the water to boil yeah. because by the time the water boiled and the pasta was done, so was the chicken. The sauce came together in what five minutes? Yeah. While I fed Sabrina. Yeah. And then it was done. Oh, dinner's done. Cool. Let's eat. And it was yeah, it was. And wham. I actually ate before the pod, so I have some energy it today. Was wham, bam, we're all set, man. <laughs> I liked it, the, the Bowie oh, yeah. there, the David Bowie. To, very had good. to throw a little bit in there, but uh, yeah. So, like I said, give this a try. Um, if you're feeling adventurous, try it with that almond milk um, in, in place of the cream. Um, let us know. Make our chicken. Uh, we're gonna go get some water so Chris can uh, come back with a good voice. Savvy's calling us anyway. And uh, we'll see you with sports. Yeah. All right, so it is time for a fan favorite section, section, segment. Segment. Fan favorite segment. It's time for Chris Walker to go on a rant. I'm warming up my voice. He's warming it up. This is in no particular order. Take it away. That's better than any intro I got on WXCI. I had to announce it myself. I love that. I'm getting talked up. Take it away. In the All right. Aaron Judge, you, sir, are the good. Honestly, I could put the whole Yankees team as the, as the good. We'll talk about them in the show today, a little bit later on. But Aaron Judge has 14 hits in his last eight games. He had four hits in today's game uh, and three RBI. He's now hitting a shade, a hair, under 300 for the season at 299. Uh, he's raking. Um, and listen, if the Yankees are going to be successful, he needs to be producing. And he has been. And that's why he's the good. Huh. The bad. Domingo Herman. Oh, Domingo. Huh. The Yankees are under fire lately because everybody wants to check them for sticky stuff. Everybody wants to check them. Well, uh, Domingo Herman got ejected for the sticky stuff. Then, then as a sidebar to that, they wanted to eject. The Reds manager got ejected uh, the other day because Clark Schmidt, um, um, they wanted him gone. They told him to wash his hands, and he washed his hands, and the manager for the Reds got ejected because he wanted him thrown out of the game. So the Yankees better take it easy. Okay, but Domingo Herman is the bad. We know you can't have it. You've got it all over. He had it all over. It was on his pants. It was. It looked like Pineda. It reminded me of Pineda on his neck. Come on, really? Come on, regulate it. If you, everybody's using it, regulate it. You have a chicken on your head, Anthony. I think it's a duck. It's a duck. I have a duck. He has a duckling 
towel on his head that will need to be washed now, undoubtedly. You're Italian. It has to be washed now. It's got sweat on it. I came out dipped in olive oil. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, here's the eh. For all of you music fans out there, here comes the eh. Dave Matthews Band released their album yesterday, uh, their new album called Walk Around the Moon. If you know me, you know that I hate Dave Matthews Band, clearly. I have like 94 posters. Uh, I gave Anthony the tour of them uh, today. Anyway, the eh is the fans of this band. I do this on the XCI show all the time. I did this on XCI. I complain about everything but sports. The fans of this band that think they can tell them what to play, you gotta stop. It's a very cringy thing when 40 and 50 year olds, and I can say that because I'm young, when old men complain and 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 moan about this band on the on the message boards. Yes, I'm on the message boards. Don't come at me for that, mom. Or anybody else. Okay? They have to stop. They're complaining about the songs that they're writing for the set list. Like they like they should have a say in what a band, a world famous band is playing. Ah! That was in no particular order. I got it off my chest. I think I cured the strep. We are back with sports. Welcome back to your regularly scheduled programming. Um, no, in no particular order went very well. Chris is screaming like usual. I think he's feeling a lot better. He has the agita. Yeah, he's starting to get the reflux. So if you I hear, had to take, I had to take my my penicillin. So if you hear me talking a lot, just know that it's because Chris did his part. And now it's his, you know, he's good He's good to rest. Everybody needs a good rest. <laughs> sure, I'll be fine. <laughs> oh, boy. Especially with what our subject matter is today. Oh, oh, yeah. The Hurricanes and the Panthers, that's our subject matter for right now, at least. Um, the last time you heard from us, um, I believe that was going... The Hurricanes had already advanced, I believe. Or they were about to. No, they had already advanced. So, we know the Hurricanes and the Panthers... Uh, we knew they were playing last week. This week, um, you know, hockey is Chris's thing, so I have some stats that I want to talk over, and then I want Chris to really break down the playoffs and how they're going. So just some basic stats. Uh, Sebastian Ajo, Jordan Martinook, they lead Carolina with 10 points this postseason, so they're getting it done for them. Uh, Ajo has five goals, five assists. Martinook has three goals, seven assists. Um, some other pretty... Um, Big namesake guys that are performing well. Seth Jarvis, four goals, four assists. Jordan Stahl, two goals, six assists. Jesper Fast, five goals, three assists. And uh, old man Brian Burns, two goals, six assists. They all have eight points, obviously, because all of those numbers add up to eight. Uh, Freddie Anderson has been in net. He's 5-0 with a 1.80 goals against and a 931 save percentage. Um, we've talked about Antti Ranta. We've talked about uh, Frederick Anderson. And Chris, you hit the nail on the head last week when you said it's Anderson's net no matter what happens. And uh, you're good, man. You're, you know this hockey. You know this hockey thing. Well, Freddie, Freddie actually lost um, in, in quadruple overtime in game one uh, to the Panthers. And any game that goes four overtimes, whoever wins, it's not the goalie's fault. So I just wanted to get that out there. But Freddie, Freddie has been so good. Um, I'll tell you what. When Antti Ranta was in net, and if I said this last week, forgive me. My head might be foggy still from all this strep. 
the streptococcus. <laughs> um, no, if I said it last week, I can't remember. But in the games against the Islanders in round one, and the only reason why their name came up is because I got to see them play the Hurricanes. Antiranta started the first five games, and he didn't. He didn't blow anybody away. The Islanders made it look easy. Made it made him look good, I should say. Um, they made his life very easy. Uh, and no surprise that Freddie's the guy right now. Carried him through the second round, no problem. Um, lost a game after facing uh, 60 shots in quadruple overtime. The Hurricanes had 65 in that game. That's how those games go. It was the dying seconds of quadruple overtime, I might add. It was about to go to quintuple overtime. I was asleep before the end of the third overtime. But still, those games are the games where if you're up for the whole game, it's legendary. And you got to say, I was, you were basically at the game at that point. They played more than two games. I succumbed to sleep and strep uh, about an hour prior to that. Uh, But those games are the most fun. As we speak, the Panthers and Hurricanes are in another tie game right now. But I think goaltending has been the name of the game in that series so far. The story for both of those teams has been the goaltending. You brought up Sergei Bobrovsky a few weeks ago, and I like this. We've been able to progress through the whole playoffs, and now we can recall what we've said before. And we didn't really say anything that inflammatory, except that the Wild were going to win in six. And we (laughs) ate our words badly because the Stars are... Uh, in the conference final right now. We'll talk about them in a minute. But Sergey Bobrovsky, um, Freddie Anderson, these two guys might be the two best goalies in the playoffs right now, just in terms of how sparkling they've really looked. Yeah, going at it again tonight. Going into the series before, obviously, today's game in Game 1, Sergey Bobrovsky came in with a 7-2 record, uh, 2.82 goals against, and a 9.18 save percentage. And that's 10 games, 9 starts. Um and I mean, against Toronto, he was sparkling. He was very. I mean, those are very good was, numbers for a goalie, especially for a veteran goalie uh, later on in his career that was not the starting goalie this year. It was like anybody but Bob this year. Yeah. And now the he is back. And then I mean, every uh, everybody thought Maple Leafs were going to win because they had that awesome offense. Bobrovsky held them to a one point eight nine goals against and a nine forty three save. <laughs> Speaking of the Maple Leafs, for a minute. Uh, Kyle Dubas, their general manager, will not be coming back next year in just what has been an excellent saga. I think winning that series was the best thing that could have happened for me uh, because the team is imploding now. Uh, Same with the Rangers. Right? Yeah, that was that was bound to happen. Uh, that was uh, that was scheduled to occur uh, after they signed all those guys to those yeah. win-now deals. Uh, but but yeah, man, this series right now has been super fun to watch. And you said, I mean, you said schedule to occur. One thing that nobody foresaw in the schedule is Matthew Kachuk. Absolutely. I mean, he's playing, I've said it every week. He's every playing week. out of his mind going into the series. Um, I'm losing it. Uh, Matthew Kachuk, uh, 16 points, 5 goals, 11 assists. Um, Carter Verhage, which he's been a Grammys grinder. Um, he's been talked about on this show. 12 points, 5 goals, 7 assists. Uh, Brandon Montour has been really good. Alex Barkov has been really good. Or Alexander, I apologize. Yeah, I don't know he, if he goes he by has, Alex. Now, he has a goal today as there well we go. for four uh, in the playoffs. He's got two goals in the series already, yeah. And, I mean, it's just, you know, it's... <laughs> again, let's... <laughs> thank you, Pittsburgh, for absolutely 
You know what? And that was, I figured it out. I have figured it out. Chicago Blackhawks, they won the lottery because that was, that was God, whatever God you pray to. That was their good karma for making sure Pittsburgh stays out of the playoffs. Yeah. That's that's it right there. And speaking to Matthew Kachuk, he scored the overtime winner in in quadruple overtime with 13 seconds left on the clock. I, like it was, the fans were all really worried that they were going to have to stay. <laughs> they for were going to have to stay. And they well, because in the first overtime of that game, um, the Panthers scored, and it got taken back because there was uh, incidental contact with mm-hmm. the goaltender, uh, and it was relatively early on in overtime. It was like seven or eight minutes in. And about 7,000 fans left the building, or, or left their seat, and they called the goal back, and they all came back. And I'm telling you right now, when that goal was scored in quadruple overtime to dash the hopes of those fans for a second time after playing two full games, the stands were still full. Huh. Those stands should be in Hartford. Yeah, but you know, let's. I'll get off some. We'll get off some playoff hockey because I do want to talk about. No, that was a great transition. I think into the Coyote situation right now. Our our sparkling governor, whom I don't know if you're a fan of him, but I'm gonna not say what I Couldn't think. Care less. Um, and every, anybody that knows me knows I don't care. Uh, he has actually talked to Gary Bettman. They're sitting down, and he said, "Listen, if Arizona doesn't want, you know, if if they don't want the Coyotes there." Hartford does, um, and I think that would be big for the NHL. I do think there would have to be some sort of um, re... Uh, I can't think of the word right re-branding. now. Rebranding. Yeah, not, well, obviously rebranding the Hartford Coyotes sounds pretty ridiculous. It would never be a thing. No, no. Um, there would have to be some league realignment, obviously, because you can't have a West Coast team playing in Hartford, Connecticut, or you can't no. have a Western Conference team, but... That could be no, solved. They with, they with would be the whalers, I would think again. I, I think listen, if if I would Unless go that's not PC anymore. Yeah. I would go to whatever I mean, obviously I don't know the name of the of the hurricane's owner, but I would say, listen, you know, you were the hurry or you were the whalers, what's it gonna cost? Honestly. You know what I mean? And and that would that would be something that brings brings some joy to Connecticut again because listen, man, we're we're dead smack in the middle of Devils, Rangers, Islanders, Bruins territory, but you add in Hartford, and I can guarantee you that if they play at the XL Center, which I would assume they would, I mean, those games are going to be, they're going to be packed to the gills every single day. My problem with what you're saying right now is I don't know if they'd be packed to the gills every game because everybody's got their team. Melissa, my mouse, her Uncle Mark was a huge Whalers fan, and now he's a Hurricanes fan. A lot of those fans have migrated to either liking the Hurricanes or the Rangers, mostly. Um, I think there would be a problem. I don't know if Hartford would be a good market. I, I, I don't think it would be because they can't even fill a, fill a stadium for an AHL team. But see, that's And it's AHL. not the same draw. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally different. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be the same as Vegas or Seattle. Now, I do think, and I'm not to get off of Hartford, I do think Houston would be an excellent spot for them. And Houston is in the running. I think they are the front runner right now for the Coyotes. And I think that would be an, an excellent spot See for them. See my spot? Kansas City. Or Kansas City. I was City. thinking Kansas City. They had a they had a they had a um a, a team previously. It was the Kansas City Scouts. Um, and and the Islanders when they weren't sure about a new arena when they were gonna close Nassau Coliseum mm-hmm. the first time before they redid it. 
uh, and the Islanders went to Barclays Center. They were talking about getting moved to Kansas City a little bit. Well, that's the thing, too, is is you take a team that's struggling to find their identity in Arizona, and you put them, you literally put them in the middle of the Wild, and you put them in the middle of the Blackhawks and the Red Wings, and all of a sudden you have, you know, a bunch of cool Midwest rivalries, which I think would be awesome. Yeah, um, and it sucks because uh, Ed Jovanovsky, who, who's a defenseman, um, who's retired, uh, went on record and he said this. He played for them when the league was the owner of the team mm-hmm. uh, in the mid to late two thousands, and um, he was like the league was signing my checks. It wasn't even the owner of the team. Um, it's been tough. He said this has been going on since he was there, and it has ever since I've been a hockey fan since the oh four oh five lockout. Um, there's been issues with the Coyotes and where they're playing. And are they, they can't feel, they can't get fans to the games. Uh, Are they going to be able to feel the team? Uh, Are they going to be able to have an arena to play in? Yeah. Uh, They're playing in a college arena right now. And they're not even filling it. Not even filling filling it. arena. So, you know, that's, that's tough sledding right there. And it's been that way for... Almost twenty years that so, I've been a fan of hockey. So my thing is right. I think I think a place like Houston, Kansas City, even Portland, right? All of these places, I think they would be good for an expansion team. Now let me run with this a little bit, okay? I think they're good for an expansion team just because of the fact that expansion is new and they're gonna get a big shiny new stadium and they're gonna get you know, the theatrics of all of these new teams that come in. Whereas you get a team that's been struggling. They haven't found anything, you know, when it comes to filling the arenas or even playing an arena like Arizona, if you move them to a market like Hartford that has been starved for professional sports, I don't think, I mean, I think you could roll out a 10 win team and I think the the attendance is going to be good because it's finally something to do. That's my take on it. Right. I mean, I for one, we would be going. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We could, we could buy a cheap season ticket plan and go. Exactly, exactly. Or you guys can listen to us more, and then we can write that off. And there we go. As a business and expense. As a business <laughs> expense. Like follow, subscribe. <laughs> of course, of course. But like I said, I think I think your expansion teams are the. This is new. This is exciting. Oh my God, we're getting a hockey team because. I mean, people, I'll be real, people in Vegas, they're not hockey fans. They were excited because they have something to do. Right, they want that entertainment. You have the entertainment value. Seattle could be hockey fans. I'm not sure about Seattle, but, again, it's that entertainment. Well, they've been needing a team up there, and they have Vancouver, which is a thousand miles away, Yeah. but still sort of close, and then they have the California teams. Seattle needed their team. They needed a team in the in the corner of the country up there, and now they've got it. But if it's, listen, man, if it's up to me, which it's not, uh, bring the Coyotes to Hartford because it's cool, man. We'd, we'd be there. But, again, I think the difference between a relocation and um, an expansion team is huge. Now, talking about expansion teams, let's bring it to the Vegas Golden Knights Dallas Stars series. Um, <laughs> I've seen... They do these transitions. I've, it went from it went from let's transition to Seattle, <laughs> let's transition to Vegas. To I'm like, oh, okay. Sure. Um, we've seen this script before. We've seen this script twice before. Huh. I have not liked the outcome. No. Um. So <laughs> Dallas has lost in overtime in game one, which they lost in overtime to Seattle in game one, and they lost to Minnesota in overtime. 
and game one. And guess what? They won both of those series. Um, they just, it, it's, it, it pains me. It pains me. Uh, we're going to call it the lost tapes of last week. If you First off, I'd like to apologize. We did have some editing <laughs> mishaps last week. There's about 25 minutes just gone from that episode. It's in the It's in, it's the, in, the, it's in the ether. <laughs> it went somewhere. Because I know I edited, edited them, but when it, when it went to upload, it, did, it missed a whole chunk of time. So we did miss a lot of hockey talk, and it was just me trashing the stars, as I'm going to do right now. But <laughs> so we'll make up for it, no problem. <laughs> um, I just, I'm so, I just, I don't know how, there, it's, ah, I can't even put words together. It's just so frustrating, it's just so frustrating <laughs> Um, ESPN's darling Rope Hints going into the oh, series. Do they love him or what? Going into the series. Um, uh, Rope Hints, nine goals, 19 points, which if you can do quick maths, that's 10 assists. Um, Robo has 12, uh, had 12 points, which is uh, two goals, 10 assists. He had another goal uh, in game one. Max Domi. Our, Didn't our, have a goal in, game, in the whole series against Seattle, by yeah, the way. Our, our favorite, Max Domi. Uh, he has 11 points, had 11 points, three goals, eight assists. Um, but the the thing here is Jake Ottinger, he started all 13 games. He hasn't finished all 13 games. Shout out Scott Wedgwood. Scotty Wedgwood, yes. Um, he could be in the running for Grammys Grinder, but we'll see. We'll see what um, happens. But uh, Jake Ottinger, he started every game for Dallas. Um, he's posted one shutout that I wish we didn't have to talk about because it was Minnesota and the most pathetic performance I've ever seen out of a, a hockey day. team. It was a sad day. Um, but he, he he's looked good. 2.75 goals against and a 9.03 save percentage. And one thing I do have to say is the games where he's been pulled and he's looked bad, it has not been his fault. Uh, it's his defense has left him out to dry a lot. Um, and it's, I mean, and it's, it's elementary stuff that even I know. And it's when you have a two-on-one, you let the goalie handle the puck and you go to the pass. You know, like it's just simple stuff like that that was leading to goals. And both times he had given up four, he had gotten pulled, and Wedgwood did a great job in relief. Oh, yeah, especially, um, in, uh, especially in game six. Yeah, I mean, you thought, you thought Scotty was going to win that game. I thought that, I thought that Dallas had it in them to come back, and they did, but Seattle really put the clamps on. Yeah. Shout out to them for making it to the second round and going seven. By yeah. the way, in their in their second season, yeah, as a team, definitely not a lost season by any stretch. Oh, absolutely not, absolutely not. Um, but let's let's swing it over to Vegas really quick. Um, it seems like I said it last episode, but you might not have heard it. That Jack Eichel trade looks like it's working out right now. I mean, it it, it's, it might not be working out for Buffalo, but uh, they got some decent players out of it. But Jack Eichel right now uh, is leading Golden Knights in playoff points, uh, fourteen points, which is six goals, eight assists. Listen. And they were looking for him to do something. A lot of the yeah. Vegas fans are like, what is he doing? He's yeah. just an arrogant player, which he is. Uh, he's turned out to be a little bit that way. But uh, boy, oh boy, has he backed it up. Yeah. he's. I mean, he's come in. Speaking of backs, uh, <laughs> Mark <laughs> Stone. Careful. Mark Stone, after the back surgeries. Uh, 12 points, 5 goals, 7 assists. Uh, Chandler Stevenson has been playing really, uh, pretty well. 6 goals, 4 assists. And Jonathan, oh, Marchesol, please tell me I got Marchesol. Right. Oh, I was so close. Um, five goals, five assists. They all have ten points. I think I think the guy that, I mean, well, at least in game one for Vegas was William Carlson. And he's been with Vegas since the very, very beginning. All five years ago. <laughs> but, but he's it's been no. one of their OG guys, and there's not a whole lot of them that are left. Um, you talk about Marchesol, who was there from very soon, mm-hmm. very early on. 
Uh, but William Carlson, he was really a nothing, and then he came in and lit it up, and he's been a great performer every step of the way. He had two goals in Game 1 um, for Dallas, or uh, against Dallas, I should say. But, yeah, there's lots of guys coming and, and supporting. How about Aiden Hill in goal? Well, dude? that was my next question. I was going to say, is is the loss of Laurent Brossois, is that is that missed? And I don't, I mean, I don't think. you did say that right. Thank you. Thank you. I've been practicing my ho ho. Um, <laughs> it's so bad. It is oh. bad. It is bad. Oh. Um, Aiden Hill uh, going into the series with Dallas was three and one, uh, two point one nine goals against nine thirty four save Dude. percentage, and that I mean he's playing lights out. Well, and 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 what kills me? So Vegas fans are not the smartest fans. No. Uh, we no. talked about how they're not always hockey fans. Uh, they're entertainment fans. But the ones on social media calling for Jonathan Quick, I, I think I might have mentioned this a week or two ago. Really? Jonathan Quick did not have good numbers. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> he did not have good numbers. He's a good goalie. He's probably a Hall of Fame goalie. He's got the cups. He's got the wins. He's got the, the American-born. Does he have the Vezinas? Uh, I forget if he won the Vezina. Connecticut-born guy. Heard he's not a great guy, but whatever. I've never met him. Can't vouch for that. It's not his net. People are still saying, why is Quick not playing? Why is Quick not playing? He's not playing because he's not the starter. He's not the goalie. He's not even the backup. No. (laughs) Neither was Brossois. No. Neither was Hill. No. Okay? So stop, first of all. Next on the list is Aiden Hill has unbelievable numbers right now. Against... Edmonton, the Edmonton Oilers. This is the, I mean, this is the first time ever that the goals leader in the playoffs has not made it to a finals. Obviously, the goal leader was um, McDavid, Connor McDavid, uh, of the playoffs. But it's unbelievable that he's, I mean, he has those numbers against one of the most powered offenses I've ever seen. And I'm relatively new to hockey, and I know, I mean, I know that that's not what normal hockey teams perform like. No, we we see what normal hockey teams, what middling teams do. You've been my friend for long <laughs> enough, so you know all about middling teams. Um, yeah, no, it's, dude, 9.34 save percentage? Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's that's Vezina numbers right there. Yeah. Sure, it's small sample size. You could say, well, Chris. No, no, this is playoff hockey, man. Like you said, it was against the Oilers. He's in the conference finals now. He's got a 1-0 record. Yes, we've seen this before where Dallas has lost game one and they've come back to win in six and then one and then win in seven. But honestly, man, Vegas is on a roll. Well, Vegas is, yes, Vegas is on a roll. You know, the luck might be with them. But just know, just know from what I've seen in the script just know that Dallas is not dead. But do you know what is dead? Ding dong, Aaron Hicks is dead oh! because that man was sent to the moon. He Aaron Hicks. DFA'd. Aaron Hicks was DFA'd. And I, as a Yankee fan, I can just exhale because all of the complaining I've done about Brian Cashman only wanting to win his way, <laughs> he is admitting, hey, maybe this is a bad idea. But listen, Brian. The writing, not my dad. Hello, Brian. Hello, Brian. Listen, Mr. Listen, Mr. Cashman. Um, the writing was on the wall when you started 
playing infielders over Hicks in the outfield. Hicks was a defense first guy. Hicks to this day has one of the best throws I've ever seen in my life from center field with the twins against the Yankees. Uh, but it was time, you know, he, he, he did his thing. He, he had his good seasons, but it's time to cut your losses. And we finally cut our losses. And you know, you know, excuse me, you know, it was great. The fact that we cut him and the person that filled his role is Greg Allen. I loved Greg Allen when he was with us for the first stint. And then he went to Pittsburgh. Uh, he was decent in Pittsburgh. And now then he went to Boston. And I was like, no, this guy's going to be, he's going to be that Yankee killer. Like, why? And then the Yankees actually executed a trade yes, to indeed. get him back. And now he's filling Aaron Hicks's spot. It's just, it's music it's to my ears. It has. It's music to my ears. Uh, Anthony, the dude hit 188. He had 13 hits. 13 hits and 69 at bats. 188. Yeah. Had, and three of those 13 hits were the other day. Yeah. It was the best game. He, could you imagine the best game you ever play? And then a week later, it's like, you don't have a team. You don't have it a job. It was two days that. later. It was two days. It was on the 18th. On Thursday. Guess what? You don't have a job anymore, pal. They owe him, though, Ant. Uh, that's if, I believe him. that's if he doesn't get signed. Correct they, me if I'm wrong. I believe they owe him $27.6 million. Listen, that's only, quick math here, like 2 million chicken buckets. <laughs> Oh my god! How many but how many chicken tender buckets are we selling a day, each game plus the beer? So you, listen, you're the New York Yankees. You can afford this. Um, uh, speaking of affording Yankees, uh, they're twenty eight and twenty over their last season. I don't know why I said over the last, but they've been absolutely on a tear, and they still have thirteen people on the injured list. Imagine this team at full strength. I feel like a broken record saying that for the last seven years, but. Um, Aaron Judge, as you guys heard in no particular order, he has been on fire. Anthony Rizzo has, I mean, he has been carrying this team. Uh, Volpe has looked great. I mean, we're getting Anthony Volpe singles and doubles, and and then he's stealing bags and it's right. there's movement. His, his hitting, his hitting has still got a little ways to go. He's still just over two hundred, but you know, he's been getting his hits consistently. His one hit a game. Yeah, he's fine. And we had an appearance today. By somebody that I didn't think even existed, and that's Ben Rortvet, uh, and he missed as his first at bat as a Yankee, or I don't know if it was his first at bat, but it was his first hit. He missed a home run by about 15 feet. Um, now this is a guy I think can push Higgy out. I think when Trevino comes back and you're back to two catchers, listen, I know Higgy's been the, I mean, the longest uh, trivia question, Chris. Do you know the first pitcher Higgy ever caught as a part of the Yankees organization? I know you don't because it was Kay Agawa. What? That is how long. That was the first person Higgy ever caught. And that was like 15 years ago in the minors. Higgy's been a lifelong minor league Yankee. So I love the story. I love, I mean, he comes up and he has his thing. But Kay Agawa? Kay Agawa. Yeah, look that up if you want. I'm going to but right now. What? Yeah, he was the first He was the first pitcher Higgy ever caught. Um, people don't realize he's, I mean, this is his contract year. He's not due to be on the team next year. So I think if Rortvet plays well, he's a, I mean, he's a switch hitter. They brought him in to be like a Girardi type guy in the late nineties, call good games, play good defense, occasionally get those hits. But I think he could force Higgy out. Um, and, and similar to forcing catchers out Higgy, you know, he forced Gary Sanchez out and Gary Sanchez found a new landing spot. And that's what the New York Mets 
Mets are heating up. Uh, they're 20 as of recording this. Uh, they were 23 and 23, or as of when I looked last, they're 23 and 23. Um, they're letting the kids play, but the issue is they're barely winning these games that they're winning, and it's pretty funny. So, I mean, they're down six, seven runs. They battle all the way back, and then and then Pete Alonso hits a bomb to walk it off. Like, that's not that's not the script, guys. That's not what you're supposed to be doing. That's not going to last. So, Mets, yes, they've been heating up, but they're healthy. They should be performing a lot better. We've gone out against this a lot. I'm going to correct you. It's not Keigawa? Who is it? It's almost. It, 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 there was another pitcher in the inning who didn't record it out. Oh, before Igawa entered, and it was Chad Godin. Oh no! Uh, so technically, technically, the first out that Higgy recorded uh, is a spring training game. Was a like, spring training? It was like two thousand. It was like two thousand ten, right? It was a while ago. Yeah, or something like that. Uh, twenty thirteen, twenty ten, and 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 was the first out recorded with Higgy behind the plate. Even Chad Godin, that's a name, that's another name, like if you're a baseball guy, you'll know. That's a while ago. But Keigawa, you'll know more. That, um, I, I mean, but Keigawa, it, it still works. Yeah. You're not yeah, wrong. It works, it works. You know what is wrong, though? And that's the Blue Jays being, excuse me, Blue Jays being little bitches. That's the first time I've sworn on this. Why? Why? Because you're worried about where the first base coaches no. are standing while you're getting absolutely uh, piped by the Yankees. Uh, listen. Everybody wants a piece of the Yankees. They it do. Doesn't matter how good or bad they are. They we just we talk about it uh, on no particular order with the sticky stuff, and then and then this the subsequent ejection of the Reds manager the next day with with Clarky. It's like and then and then the judge nonsense with the whole, with the tipping pitch. The pitcher admitted that he was yeah. tipping pitches. Well, listen, guys, when you throw somebody that hits sixty two home runs last year, six straight sliders belt high. One of them is going to be hit 511 feet. I'm sorry. it's That's going to happen, okay? And pitchers, I mean, I was in high school picking up pitches, you know, pitchers tipping their pitches. You know, like, it's well, it's a part of the game. They're, if they're doing it correctly, it's a great part of the game. It's a great strategy. First of all, everybody does it. Of course. And the second thing is, I hate seeing on social media... You could you could tell that they're Mets, Red Sox fan, Yankee haters, right? They're they're just like oh, typical Yankees trying to cheat their way. First of all, Aaron Judge is not your typical cheater. Okay, this is not a Rod we're talking about. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! This whoa. is not a Rod. Whoa, whoa! We yeah. know I love a Rod here. This is not a Rod. We know we're I love a Rod. Yeah, but he was on PEDs. He's a cheater. Allegedly. 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 Okay, he's, this is not Barry Bonds we're talking about. Okay, this is not Sammy Sosa we're talking about. Okay, you gotta admit Sammy Sosa was on the juice. <laughs> Sammy Sosa was on the juice, and and then he changed skin tones, which was funny. Okay. Do you remember that? Yes. He came in like super dark and Dominican, and now he looks like pink. It's great. Anyway, so, yes. Um, I'm, what I'm saying, it's not the same. Now you know the. I'm not saying A Rod is a cheater. But he was suspended. Yes, but course. people look at him that way, right? People, he's tainted somehow. Just like Altuve will always be tainted. Right, exactly. But the same effect, the same effect. Aaron Judge is not those people, okay? Aaron Judge is being looked at like a jeter right now by people around the league. Aaron Judge is pretty universally loved by baseball. Same way Mike Trout is right now, okay? 
Like same way Otani is right now. The guy sure. hit a two run bomb in the first inning of the game we were at, and I was like, "Oh, cool, Otani hit a home run, yeah." Yeah, and you, I mean, you see, and you see how fast the league switches on people, right? Because I don't know if you remember Otani. Uh, I don't know if you remember Tatis was the golden boy. Right. Everything was about Tatis. I mean, there were plays where he would get a ball deep in the hole and he would just spike it into the ground, and the announcers were like, "What a great play!" He knew he couldn't get it there, so he had to bounce it. No, he didn't. He tried to overthrow it and he bounced it. And Eric Hosmer made a good scoop at first. What are you talking about, dummy? Yep. Chris and I can call college games better in the MAC conference. Yes, we could. And 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 we could be better than that. Nonetheless, the 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 fact is, the fact is. The, the league will turn out a cheater very fast. Altuve was the height doesn't measure heart guy, even though I think that's trademarked by Marcus Stroman. But regardless, it, Altuve was that guy. short guy says that, it doesn't count. No offense yeah. as a short guy. <laughs> Come on, you can't be doing no, that. No, but the league will turn out a cheater, and I don't think Aaron Judge is a cheater. And I, I just, that was a little bit of a rant here. But I don't, I don't think, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that's... He's not a cheater. He's not cheating. He's not. He's the best he's the best player in baseball right now. Bookmark yes. it. You're tipping pitches to an absolute monster in the batter's box. The ball is going to get hit hard. I'm sorry. And um, that's it. And then I, I don't know if you saw it today but um Alec Manoa was forced to come out of his start because the manager of the um Blue Jays, John Schneider, I think it's John Schneider. Um he didn't realize he made two mound visits. So he started walking back, and they're like, hey, man, you got to pull him. And he's like, what are you talking about? And like, that was your second mound visit this inning. Obviously, you know, everybody knows the pitching coach can go out one time. The manager can go out the second, but they have to make a pitching change. Um, And they're like, yeah, man, you got to pull him. And it was only like, I want to say like the sixth inning, maybe. So, I mean, that's just what happens when you worry about other coaches. Like, there's a problem in Toronto. Um, And I said this in our preview episode. um, Toronto, right now, they're in last place. But the team that I want to talk about in the AL East is Baltimore. Mm. And we'll do it briefly, but Balt- I said it before, I'll say it again. Baltimore oh, game against Baltimore. Baltimore is who Baltimore is who Toronto thinks they are. You said that in an episode. The young uh, team. Yep. It was they're they're the young team. They're exciting. They're I mean, they haven't really played anybody yet, but they're in second place. They're on absolute tear. They're twenty nine and sixteen, only behind the Rays. Um but again, they are who the Jays think they are. They're a young team. They have a lot of fun, and they're a team that can legitimately, I think, threaten the Yankees because the Yankees have a history of never playing Baltimore seriously, even when they were terrible. Mm-hmm. And it's just that's one thing. The uh, I don't don't get me started. Last That'll be another episode where it's you're playing some terrible. They played a terrible Baltimore I think team. They got swept, by and it's Baltimore. a and it's a nine eight game, and you're sweating, and Aaron Judge has to hit a walk off. You know, stuff like that. Listen, I'm going to the game on Tuesday. Um, um, with Shout out to our, our buddy Justin. Uh, I couldn't go earlier this month. Uh, I forget why. Uh, had something to do with the mouse. Um, but but then but then the trade-off was that uh, he's going to uh, hook us up with seats somewhere. I don't know. And we'll be there Tuesday, so I'll let you know. We'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Against, another, the, o- against the O's. Against the I like the O's. The Oilers. I like the Orioles. I do I, like the Orioles. Yeah, I do I like. No I love Ad. I love Adley. I'm a yeah. big Adley guy. Um, I always like that team. My dad. My dad likes the Orioles a little yeah. bit. Yeah, a kid I went to high school with like the Orioles. He was OG. His grandfather played for them. Gary Thorne. 
Do you know that name? I've heard the name. Gary Thorne. What um, he was an ESPN hockey broadcaster. That's where I know the name. Long ago, <laughs> um, when they used to be on ESPN, and and then up until I think very recently, he was the uh, the voice of the Baltimore Orioles uh, on TV. And so yeah, just a. Shout out, shout out, shout Gary out Thorne. Gary Thorne. Um, little quick whip around for the rest of the league. The Tigers are heating up. Would you believe me if I told you that 20 and 22 would get you the second place in the AL Central? Because that's what it is. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a not even middling. It's an awful division. Um, the Astros are finally going to get Altuve back. Obviously, he broke his hand or wrist or finger um, or whatever it was against uh, Nicaragua in the World Baseball Classic. Shout out Jonathan Loisaga for doing that. No, we don't applaud injuries, um, even if he is a cheater. Um, we wish him the best recovery, but we also wish and then never. Get we also game. wish that you never stole that MVP from Judge. Um, but uh, the Pirates, uh, they're oh, back. <laughs> only one of the day. <laughs> they're back in first place. They're tied for first, twenty-four and twenty with Milwaukee. Um, San Diego is really bad. San Diego is 20 and 25. And that's the issue. That's an issue that I don't know what is the problem because they just threw money at everything. And isn't that how you fix problems in sports is you just throw money at everything? <laughs> Seemingly. So yeah, you know. Uh, you don't develop anybody. You just throw money at it. Yeah. Um, but well, I have... Look at the Yankees and all their yeah. success. Yeah. And then the Cardinals, again, the Cardinals are still bad. And uh, I was just thinking, man, I think the best pipe dream would be the Cardinals having a fire sale. You know, imagine if Arenado is available. Imagine if Goldie's available. It's not going to happen because the Cardinals are the Cardinals, and they're probably going to go on a forty-seven game win streak like they always do. Yeah. And then somehow sneak into the playoffs. And you're like, oh wow, these guys are going to win the World Series because they always do that because they're the Cardinals. Um, but you know, the issue is too is nobody's hurt. Nobody's hurt. Um, now let's let's wrap it back around to the Yankees having thirteen guys on IR. One of those guys is Josh Donaldson. Um, Josh Donaldson. I'm a firm believer that he is a, uh, a ghost injury type of guy right now. Uh, he went out with a hamstring strain, and now as soon as he was able to start baseball activities again, he, quote, sliced his thumb building something at his house. Um, and this reminds me about a funny story uh, told by A.J. Pierzynski on a podcast. Shout out A.J. Pierzynski. I met him when I was a kid. He has a bad reputation around the league, but he was nice to me uh, when I was a little annoying kid in a Hawaiian shirt. Um, that asked him for a picture when I met him in New York, and he took a picture. So, uh, AJ Przinsky, you're always going to be great in my book. Thank you. It's a memory I will never forget. Um, but uh, they had a pretty funny story where he was with the Cardinals, actually, and they told him, or the Braves, I apologize. He was with the Braves, and they told him, listen, it's the end of spring training. We need a roster spot. We're going to bring you back later. We need to give you a phantom IL. What, what's wrong with you? And uh, he thought it'd be funny to say, I have anal fissures. <laughs> they did not obviously They did not obviously do that. They gave him a hamstring strain, but he fought very hard for the anal fissures. Um, so speaking with some ghost injuries, uh, I have a list here of just some funny reasons why people got hurt. I have two baseball and two hockey guys. Um, first one is going to be Moises Alou. And the reason he got hurt and didn't play was the quote, Woke up this morning. Don't know what that means. Injury. He woke up, wasn't able to play. Next is Hunter Pence, who's <laughs> always been odd to me. Uh, I feel like he eats hot dogs with like just ketchup and like starts at the middle. Wait a minute. Him. I know somebody who does that. 
Who does that? My mouse. Oh. Eats well, she, hot dogs with just ketchup. She doesn't count. Okay. She gets the pass. Uh, Hunter Pence, um, his injury was, quote, walked through a really clean glass door. <laughs> that's amazing and then i have two here these are some these are some hockey guys yes that, you do that i don't know particularly well but i know mr chris walker does uh wade belak yeah belak. Well, there we go wade belak um he was bitten by a spider yes he was and could not play it's a real thing that happens and then uh this is a great name the only reason this was brought up is because of his last name we now a, be nice <laughs> we have a mr ron tugnut uh, he, quote, tied his shoes and pulled a groin muscle. And this is a true story. Now, let me tell you something else about Ronnie Tugnut, okay? All right? Ron Tugnut holds an NHL record. Do you know what the record is? Funniest last name? No. <laughs> he has the modern-day NHL record for most saves in a regular season game. Oh, wow. He stopped 70 of 73 in a 3-3 tie with the Bruins in March of 1991. So he does have an NHL record. He was on the Quebec Nordiques. Speaking of expansion teams, well, they're a team that no longer exists. Quebec could use another hockey team. Send the Coyotes up there. But yeah, he did pull his groin tying his shoe. Hey, we goalies have uh, we goalies have some strange uh, some strange ailments. It's all are strange people in general. I mean, to, to have a puck shot at you and to want that to happen... There has to be a little bit of psychotic action there. there has I just to be. ask my parents; they would know. Now, I have one more thing that I kind of want to talk about, and it is uh, Chris. It's getting into some baseball. Who is your favorite non-Yankee, and why? Ever or right now? Current. We'll go current. Uh, what's a guy we've talked about? His name's Sonny Gray. Is it Sonny Gray? Yeah. This is going to be a fairly boring segment because we've talked about my guy a lot. No, it's Sunny Gray, and I'll tell you why. Um, shout out to my brother Nikki. Um, shout out to my brother Nikki for um, for loving Sunny Gray when he broke into Major League Baseball. For it was with the A's, it was, was it with not? Oakland. Yep, it was when uh, Oakland was good. When they were good, right? They were very good team, playoff team. Um, I mean, he's back to that form really right now. He's pitching out of his mind. Um, he was always a smaller guy. Um, my brother really liked him and then I really liked him. And so I've always kind of followed him around. And, um, another guy I really like, if, if I had to have an honorable mention, it would probably be Andrew McCutcheon, uh, or Johnny Cueto, who's in and out of major league baseball. There was a time when Cueto was my absolute favorite pitcher. I've always wanted him to be a Yankee, but he'll never be a Yankee. No, I don't think he's going to be a major leaguer anymore. He hates the Yankees. Um, But yeah, so there's there's two, McCutcheon and Cueto. Okay, I guess we can go, we'll go position player and we'll go pitcher. Yeah. Okay, so my position player, I'm going to get real close because y'all know what I'm about to say. My favorite non-Yankee was a former Yankee, Mm. Joseph Nicholas Gallo. I love Joey That's Gallo. That's <laughs> the worst take in the world. It is not, Chris. That is an awful take. Why? He is a trash Why? bag. He's leading the league in OPS. I don't care about him. Why is he a trash bag? Because he's hitting under Why 200. Why is he a trash bag? He's hitting under 200. Okay. And he's a garbage disposal. He did no, nothing for the those Yankees. Are fighting words. Those are he fighting did nothing words. for the Yankees. And was that his fault? And he might be an, an Italian, and I like his last name, but he's ugly, and I don't like him. Okay. 
Let me, let me, let me, let me paint. Ooh, let me, ooh, let me paint the picture for you here, Chris. Switch hitting third baseman, right? He comes out minor league, Frisco Rough Riders. He goes to a minor league home run derby and he demolishes baseballs. And then he comes up. Oh, this guy could play the outfield too, can he? Yeah, he can. They told him to stop hitting righty. It's okay. It wasn't as natural. But the guy's still hitting absolute moonshots. I forgive you for, for, forgive me for saying he's ugly. I don't think anybody's ugly. He had a 511-foot home run the other day in Minnesota. It was a tank job. It was a tank job, Chris. And listen, ladies love the long ball. We know this. And ladies love Joey Gallo. And I'll be a lady for Joey Gallo. Wow. I didn't mean it like that. I did not mean it like that. But fool for you. Joey Gallo. Who has set my soul on fire. Joey Gallo, favorite current non-Yankee. Um, and he's not a trash bag, and I don't care what you say. He's a terrible Yankee, and I have no play. He, have, I have no room for him. You could be a bad Yankee. That's okay. I have no room for. Do you him. know who was a bad Yankee? Benny but he's Ray. no. Do you know who's a bad Yankee? But he's my current favorite pitcher in the league. Oh God, here we go. Who? Who? Should I just leave? Who is it? Lance Lynn. Okay. Should I just leave? He's I, getting mad. I, I am getting mad because you're you're just absolutely dumping on my players here. And I like Lance Lynn because if you need somebody to throw you 108 pitches and grunt and strike out and call your batters terrible. I like Lance Lynn. Oh. I have no problem with him. Oh. Calm down, Tone. I'm sorry. I just think Joey Gallo is a disgrace. To the Yankees. That's a that's a fighting word, Chris. Yeah, to the Yankees. It is. A, he's a disgrace to the Yankees. And I'm a Yankees fan. Yeah, Aaron Hicks. So okay, do I think John Tavares is a great player? Yes, but yeah. do I can I stand him? No. Okay, but that's not what we we're just talking about. He our left favorite. us. He did leave you. He was my favorite. He was your favorite, and he did leave you. And, and I, I hope, liked and Gallo, I hope, and, and I, I hope you took that personal. I really I do. did, and I, I take really it personal do. that Gallo really... was so bad, and he didn't want to be a Yankee. No, no, he did want to be a Yankee. No, he Yan- did not want to be a Yankee. The Yankees didn't want him there. Mm. And then he was like, well, I don't know. And then he left the team. The poor guy didn't leave his apartment because people were terrible to him on the streets when the he was trying to go terrible. get some food. And, and he I just was... wanted a dollar slice of pizza, and they were like, nah, you have A-Rod's number. You should be better. That's absolute fugazi right there. <laughs> I didn't say that. Okay, I didn't say he needs to be A-Rod. I just said maybe hit 201. Mix in in a two-hit game. He strikes out four times a game, and then once a week hits a 500-foot home run, Ant. What is that going to do? It's going to You know who does that? Kyle Higashioka. The home run stroker. The home run (laughs) stroker. Shout out John Sterling. But, okay, we'll get back on that. Joey Gallo post at a later time i like lance lynn no uh, he's a cool italian lance lynn's an old guy did i ever show you the shirt i had no it was rizzo and gallows and it had like the ayo hand and it said oh, that's awesome. yeah it had feet it said feasting on meatballs daily no that's cool. yeah it was cool no, um, no 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 joey gallows cool he's cool I, mean, I liked him when he was on the rangers and stuff like that i think i think just what happened with him uh, when he got to the Yankees and he was just so... I mean, he really wasn't good for the Yankees. Let's so be honest. The issue... Yeah, no, he was very bad with the Yankees. But what I noticed is it's one of those things where it's, yes, it's, it's the Yankees and there's just more people focusing on you. He went right. through those stretches with, with Texas, but he was still making the All-Star Absolutely. Team. And the other thing about it is, is like you said, it, it's the Yankees are not for everybody. And I don't think it was a great mix for him. And he's doing much better. 
now that he's not on the Yankees. I just I'm so upset it's with Minnesota. Yeah, that they're one of those teams where they just rub me the wrong I way. Mean, and look I don't who know. else is on Minnesota that's pitching amazingly? I just talked Sonny about. Sonny Gray. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Carlos Correa. I don't like him. Now I I don't like him because he's not a Yankee. I like Correa. I've always liked Carlos Correa, and I can see past the cheating nonsense with Carlos Correa. Um, I've always liked him. I've always, I wish, I would love for him to be Yankee, but I don't think it could happen. No, no, obviously, obviously with Volpe, not. Um, that's my favorite thing. I don't know. We just talked about some favorite players. I feel like these guys don't really know us. They know us, but they don't know us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. We're fighting for them. Guys, did we just get our first mouse spotting? What? Your butt? What? Her butt hurts. The mouse's butt hurts. From that's that's what you come in with. That's what you come in with. Look. Well, you're sit. She's been sitting in here for ten minutes. Like there's something happening. At least, at, first off, at least she has made herself known and not like Benny wrapped up on the on in the body ball. pillow in on a the, ball on the poppy. <laughs> and then, and then he he made a sound and What's I swore I swore my soul was being taken from my body. Let's what see is the picture. The picture? Oh no, it's Melissa's brother. Oh dear. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was it. Thank you for coming to the podcast today. It was a great transition. Thank that you. It was beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Melissa, do you want to introduce no. Grammys Grinders? Just say just say and coming up next is Grammys Grinders of the week. Okay. Go ahead, say it right to the mic. And coming up next is Granny Grammys Grinders of the week. Thank you. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, and as we wind down here, it is time for our favorite episode, our favorite episode, our favorite segment, and that is the Grammys Grinders. Now, if you're familiar with our show, um, the Grammys Grinder is someone who grinds it out. You know what I mean? Yes, they are. (laughs) It's It's someone who goes in, and they work hard, and they might not be the best player, they might not be the worst player. But, you know, they get in, they get out, they get the job done, they're gritty, they fight. Um, and, I mean, you've, if you've heard us, we've had hockey players, we've had baseball players. Um, I think we've done a football player before. I don't know. We've had a dog. Uh, shout out, Benjamin. He's in the room. Benjamin is in the room. But, today, we have a golfer. Ah. We do have a golfer. And I'm going to hand this over to my partner because... I'm, you know, I'm not familiar with this golfer. Uh-huh. Uh, but I've got experience with this golfer. I have golfed with this golfer before. Unfortunately, I will never get to golf with this golfer again because we did just lose a very legendary golfer, and, and it's uh, my mouse, Melissa's nana, uh, Louise Witchman. Uh, she was 88. Uh, she passed away peacefully um, on Thursday uh, morning. Um, uh, and, and she joins her, uh, Melissa's Papa, uh, William Witchman, uh, and Grammy, uh, up there somewhere. Um, and she, like I said, avid golfer. Uh, I had the privilege and I actually got to play with her twice. I had the privilege of golfing with her. No, three times. I had the privilege of golfing with her three times. Um, I golfed with her in New York State once at a golf club that she used to be a member at. Um, I golfed with her in New Milford once, and then I golfed with her at Pomperog with my mother-in-law, Cindy, and uh, and her as well. 
So I actually got to play with her three times. She's just a wonderful person. Um, and she she grinded out one heck of a life. Uh, she has 17 grandchildren uh, that survive her, that she is survived by. Um, she has four children uh, with Melissa's mom and her three siblings. Uh, and some pretty cool in-laws, if you ask me. Um, but no, a life well-lived, a well-earned rest uh, for a great golfer, an avid golfer, uh, 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 Nana. She's Nana. Rest in peace, Nana. And a free ticket, a free ride to the Hall of Fame. Thank you, Nana. Welcome to the Grammys Grinder Sports and Spaghetti Hall of Fame. You join Liam Hendricks and uh, and Benjamin. And Benny. And Benny. And uh, it's a pretty great Hall of Fame. It's a, I'm, right. I'm pretty and and I'm if pretty you and if you it. tell me that there's too many people in it, there no, there's not. No, no. This is our show. We'll do what we we'll want. We'll do whatever we want. We'll do if what I we want, want ten in one week, we can do that. Yeah, we can. But that has been Grammy's Grinder. Um, this has been Sports and Spaghetti. Um, as always, like, follow, subscribe. Tell your friend to tell a friend. Try the food out. Let us know what you think. And yeah, then, I really want to know what people think. And then especially this week. Call your mom, call your dad, hug your loved ones. Yes. And stay full.